0: Welcome to Hudson Institute, and am uh, uh, delighted to have you here on this nice summer afternoon, almost summer afternoon. Uh, and also, very happy to welcome Mayor Galanos. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Um, I'm Seth Cropsey. I'm a fellow here at Hudson Institute, and uh, we have the pleasure and the honor of uh, welcoming Mayor Galanos uh, of Famagusta, uh, who will have some things to say of interest about uh, reunification efforts that could be underway in Cyprus, and uh, give us a somewhat detailed description of how uh, how those events are moving. Um, it's a very timely discussion. Uh, The Middle East is becoming more and more volatile. Uh, It's a truism, but it's true. Um, I don't think I have to go into detail. Uh, Syria has a civil war underway that has claimed over 160,000 lives. Uh, There's a a substantial uh, reversal in Iraq's fortunes uh, which is attended by the rise of a terrorist group which is at least uh, in public word uh, supports a a caliphate uh, that they say stretches from Mosul to uh, Aleppo, um, but uh, according to uh, Pravda uh, and through the Iranian news agency, uh, the ISIS terrorist organization uh, has also expressed interest in Cyprus, um, and that indicates um, a uh, A longer stretch than the one that stre- that that goes from Mosul to uh, Aleppo so uh, and then other regional developments that are uh, making the area increasingly volatile um, one can 't leave out uh, the Turkish return to a what some would call a neo-form of uh, the Ottoman imperial ambition, and some would not call a neo-form, but rather the old-fashioned kind. Um, So against this um, violent, dangerous, unstable background, uh, we have Uh, some democratic friends in the region, most notably um, Cyprus, uh, Israel, Greece. um, And those three states have, over the past few years, understood that they have an interest uh, in greater cooperation. uh, And that cooperation has extended... um, with the united states involved in for example naval exercises that are that have now moved from uh, search and rescue to uh, more operational uh greater operational applicability uh, which is to say more usefulness if there was a conflict that broke out so signal communications communications interoperability uh between um forces of, uh, of all the countries of the United States, Israel, Cyprus, and Greece, are now on the table and being practiced regularly. That seems to me wise and prudent. Um, but the most important thing is that uh, as a counter to the region's increased instability, uh, the United States has a partner um, in the democratic coalition that, who, that is gaining strength uh, between Cyprus and Greece and Israel. Um, that's something that the United States recognizes in part, as I mentioned, by way of the multilateral naval exercises, but I think that it's something that could go a great deal further. Um, one of the things that I hope to hear from Mayor Galanos um, is about the United States-backed proposal uh, that would change the status of Famagusta uh, in such a way as to uh, offer encouragement for reunification of the island. Um, That may sound on the surface like a good thing, and it may in fact at another level be a good thing, but it's a question that, uh, it's an issue that has many questions associated with it, and I expect that those questions will be at least asked here this afternoon. Um, So I would like to keep my remarks at a minimum, since I am not the I am neither the main course nor the dessert here. Um, And with that, I'd like to turn it over to Mayor Galanos. Welcome, please.
1: Mr. Chairman, and uh, you allow me to call you doctors, so we have no uh, any problems. Uh, Mr. Chairman Cropsey, Dr. Fratkin, our good friend, uh, Aristides Karajas, our ambassador, uh, Mr. Laringakis, friends, I'd like to express uh, my appreciation and the appreciation of the two leaders in uh, our municipality of Famagusta, the leader of the rally party and the leader of the Agel party in the municipality, uh, who accompany me me in this uh, visit to the United States. So um, I'd like to express the appreciation to the Hudson Institute, uh, to uh, the American Hellenic Institute, of course, uh, for this invitation and uh, the chance uh, you give me to mention a few things about the situation in Cyprus, my town of Famagusta, the changing world, particularly in the Middle East, the role of the United States, uh, and, of course, uh, uh, the alliances that are built and the the coalitions that can be built for the sake of uh, peace, cooperation, the roots of oil, uh, to the West, and the Western way of life, uh, to put it squarely. Uh, allow me to say that I have visited the United States many times since 1974. Uh, I was for many years, uh, and I will be very brief about myself, and I will be very brief about the whole subject. i like to give a chance to answer questions and uh, have a productive discussion, but I visited the United States on quite a few occasions. Uh, I'm proud to say I'm one of the founders of the American Hellenic Institute, uh, together and uh, supporting Eugene Rossidis since 1974. As member of the Cyprus Parliament and uh, for about 12 years, Chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee of our House, and afterwards, uh, President of the House of Representatives and Member of Parliament for 25 years. You may ask, uh, why mayor? My greatest honor is to be a mayor of a town like Famagusta. I return to politics uh, after leaving politics to uh, get elected as mayor of Famagusta, uh, which is a symbol uh, of the our fight for unifying Cyprus. Famagusta is unique because a big part of it, particularly the frontal and the central part of Famagusta, is uh, a ghost town. It's fenced off by the Turkish army. And it's the Turkish army, not the Turkish Civil Administration, that uh, control uh, that part of Famagusta, which is uh, uh, on the front, as I said, on a wonderful golden beach that a lot of people remember, with a skyline of hotels looking like Miami, uh, but they are skeletons, and it's a very tragic event that after 40 years, a situation like from Augusta is allowed to continue, and the people of Augusta, uh, who were about 50,000 in 1974, and their descendants live all, ara- all around Cyprus, <coughs> and they elect a mayor. The mayor of Augusta is elected by the people, people who are still alive and their descendants. But. Uh, questions about what happened and how our elections take place and uh, uh, how things uh, are about the descendants and how we, we keep the fabric of our society together uh, and our people together with, without our town. I would like to answer them afterwards uh, because i like to go straight to uh, the thing and the theme uh, of this address of the role of Famagusta on the overall Cyprus problem and things are going to happen. Now, a, a very brief history uh, of uh, Famagusta as part of the Cyprus problem starts after 1974 in 1978, when uh, there was a plan for the solution to the Cyprus problem submitted by the United States government, uh, UK, and Canada, the so called uh, American uh, British Canadian plan for the solution to the Cyprus problem, which unfortunately was rejected uh, by both sides. Now, uh, one of the main things uh, and important parts of this plan was that with the opening of the talks between the community leaders, Famagusta would would have been returned without any conditions. So Famagusta could have been returned since 1974. It did not happen. And I'm not going to stay long on this subject because, unfortunately, I think that one of the reasons things did not move was that we were in the middle of the Cold War. Uh, So international politics played a role uh, to to this overall situation. The next uh, stage uh, on the question of uh, Famagusta, which was the biggest anyway, and is the biggest uh, refugee town uh, in the occupied area of Cyprus, was in 1984. I will go a little back because I will go something. The American plan was submitted as a kind of quid pro quo for the lifting of the embargo. There were two things given at the time by the USA government uh, as a kind of condition for not creating bigger problems on the lifting of the embargo. The one was the percentage of 7 to 10 as regards military aid to Turkey and Greece, and the other was the plan particularly the question of Famagusta. The next step, uh, the next stage was in 1984. After the declaration of independence uh, of, uh, quote, unquote, Northern Cyprus Republic, et cetera, uh, that was Security Council Resolution 550, which demanded the return as a question of priority of the town Famagusta to the Greek Cypriot site, the immediate return. That, of course, was not implemented by Turkey. The next step was another United United Nations uh, Security Council resolution in 1992, Resolution 789, which about declared the whole area of Famagusta as a neutral zone and maybe had more importance and depth than the initial resolution of 1984, 550. During that time and later, there were discussions uh, in, in the intercommunal talks about um, an exchange, uh, opening the airport of Nicosia and opening Famagusta at the same time, but uh, uh, to no result. Uh, I would say the the next step was, uh, of course, the Anna Plan, which among the various areas to be returning included the area of Famagusta, but uh, the Anna Plan was not was rejected for many other reasons uh, by the majority of the Greek cypriots now it will take a long time to discuss the Annan plan and why it was rejected and uh, what games were played and who was going to accept it or reject it Uh, but anyway famagusta that was the next step that was a little time before we started uh, and i started as mayor of famagusta because a lot of people expected famagusta to be and that was a plan of quite a few people in uh, on the Turkish side, to colonize what's left of Famagusta. Uh, that's an important area, anyway, as it has tourism and strategically. We started a campaign of signatures, and about uh, 35,000 35, signatures were collected that the people of Famagusta would like to return to their homes. These signatures uh, were uh, Uh, gathered in two volumes, and we went all around Europe and in the States. We presented them to leaders in the Congress, and we presented them to Mr. Pellerin, the uh, President of the European Parliament, and to a lot of other European states, uh, projecting the question of Famagusta, which also, through Famagusta, uh, we were projecting the whole problem of Cyprus. Because after 40 years, a lot of people may forget, and it's not, uh, in this world we live the Shifting sense of Arab and all other places, it's very easy to forget uh, what is a refugee, who is a displaced person, and a lot of definitions. Uh, but what is very difficult to forget and to write off, it's a whole town that lies there, uh, a skeleton, a ghost town, a vision for the future, maybe. Uh, this is a, a testament of cruelty and a testament of a continuous problem. Uh, Crisis in the world, they are only translated nowadays with blood, bloodshed and hardship. Uh, The weakness on the Cyprus issue, and of course we are lucky we don't have more blood, more victims, but the question of a ghost town makes up uh, for the continuous tragedy that could easily be forgotten after all these years, if it were not uh, for the picture we all see of Amagusta. We come to the present situation. And uh, what I'm glad to say is that after many years at the uh, United States, and particularly after the Annan plan, uh, there wasn't a, a very active involvement. We expect more involvement from Europe. And as far as Europe is concerned, of course, uh, we had the Ankara protocol and obligations of from the part of Turkey that uh, were never fulfilled. But the United States have shown a very active interest, uh, I would say, the last one, two years. There are possibly many reasons uh, uh, for this interest. Uh, Personally, I think that uh, the very good and increasingly strengthening relations uh, between Cyprus and Israel in a world of terrorism and in a world of instability that uh, the chairman has described before, and in in a world where we don't know who are our friends and who are our enemies, and who and whether the friends of our enemies are our friends, and they can continue to be our friends, Uh, it's very difficult uh, to decide. So we see the beginning and the strengthening of a coalition, as mentioned, I would say a peaceful alliance which is based on common principles, the rule of law as regards nations, uh, but also economic interest. Uh, Maybe United States are not so dependent anymore on uh, the producer countries in the Middle East uh, with the discoveries, uh, particularly the use of technology, the fracking, as we say, in the United States. Uh, But Middle East uh, remains a very important part of the world, particularly if things develop in a negative way. Uh, and this is where the importance of Turkey, for instance, and you cannot refute that, uh, lies on the fact that a country which is close uh, and follows a Western mentality, as is presented, is allied with the United States. But of course, we have seen the last few years uh, an effort to establish a neo-Ottoman empire, a neo-Ottoman aspirations of of Turkey, uh, abandoning uh, its uh, aspirations towards Europe, or maybe realizing that it's not easy to join the European Union, uh, and they could develop a very special relationship with Europe, but not to the point of joining Europe, realizing that, uh, preferring uh, to establish a a regional uh, leadership role. This, of course, uh, has failed in the last few years with the changes that are happening. Uh, The relations of Turkey and Israel have become more difficult, although one could say the mirror has cracked but has not been destroyed. because the interest, deep-down uh, deep, deep down interest, do not allow otherwise. But uh, as I said before, we see a strengthening of relationships between Cyprus, Israel, and Greece, based, uh, I would use the word, realistic factors, but also uh, an identity uh, of approach uh, and the realization that... Uh, this relationship can only bring benefits to the people around. I will not go back and mention that we uh, went through difficult times uh, with the role of Cyprus in the non and uh, what was happening with the Arab countries. I will only go back as far as I is concerned from where our camps, uh, Exodus, uh, started from the camps of uh, Jewish people who were living in Famagusta and moved uh, to Israel and started the State of Israel. And uh, we are proud, and we remember that many times, that uh, Exodus started from the area of Famagusta. Anyway, uh, this is digressing. Uh, I'm going back about the the present uh, situation. The United States are more involved in the Cyprus issue. Uh, We have seen the visit of the Vice President Biden in Cyprus. He made... uh, very correct and apt statement there. Uh, He put it clearly that there is only one state to be recognized, and this is the state of Cyprus. Nobody will recognize any runaway republic. And uh, United States got involved on the issue of Amagusta, and uh, this is very hopeful for us, by joining our efforts and uh, promoting a very simple uh, but I think useful proposal that is, as a step towards uh, uh, reunifying the whole area of Famagusta where Greek Cyprus and Turkish Cypriots live and c- creating a stepping stone for the reunification of Cyprus, American, U- United States experts should be allowed to enter the fenced off area and make a study of how to rebuild and how to reunify this area. This of course involves during rebuilding the opening of the port of Famagusta, which will be great benefit uh, for the Turkish Cypriots under European rules, and of course uh, rebuilding uh, and restoring the stones of Famagusta, the old town of Famagusta, which is a world monument, if you ask me. It's a very historic place through, through where many and very strong and old civilizations of Europe have passed through. And Turkey, Cyprus are the keepers of the keys. Unfortunately, this very simple proposal that wh- have helped psychologically the climate to improve and make uh, majorities uh, in Cyprus believe that uh, we can reverse the clock and can reunify the island, and Cyprus as a whole can play a very important role in the area, uh, has been rejected uh, with a very, I would say, I use the expression, unreasonable uh, counter-proposal that Turkish cypriot experts should help the United States experts in their study. And of course, we are talking about rebuilding uh, the Greek part of Famagusta, before rebuilding the whole area, that refusal was was something unexpected for us and uh, could never be expected. Anyway, uh, some friends are looking at their watch, and I realize that uh, I reached uh, the time limit. And I would like to give more time for questions and answers rather than uh, just speaking about a subject that you know that we can talk for hours and. Uh, I have a lot of notes here to mention, which, some of which are relevant, some of which may not be relevant, uh, but uh, all these details uh, make, the, uh, make the whole issue of Famagusta important, and I, I like to repeat it and uh, say it very clearly, that Famagusta for us is very important that uh, as a, a game changer was the solution to the Cyprus problem. There is no ambition uh, to return to a town that is isolated and be enclaved uh, without any economic future. The ambition of the return from Augusta is an ambition to reunify Cyprus and uh, reap the benefits of reunification for the whole of Cyprus. And therefore, Augusta can be very important uh, for Cyprus economy and Cyprus future, etc. By itself, returning uh, that part and rebuilding it, which will take 10 years. Something that will not work. So, uh, Famagusta is a process. Uh, it's only positive, the return of Famagusta, because it will bring benefits for the solution of Cyprus' problem. And this is how we mean it, and this is how it can be. An argument that, you know, we return, uh, Famagusta is returned, and fa- uh, the, the people of Famagusta return to their homes, nobody will be interested in anything else. It's a false argument because it works for nobody. Uh, and this argument, unfortunately, is being used uh, because there is no political will for a solution to the problem. So, I'd like to end this uh, address first by thanking again the Hudson Institute for the chance uh, to speak about Famagusta and the Cyprus issue. Secondly, uh, i like to express the appreciation for the involvement of uh, United States government and Congress all these years, and uh, to our friends who have helped the Cyprus issue for all these years. Uh, there is one thing, and there is not a question of being patriots, or pro, pro solution or no solution. Cyprus can have a future if we resolve the issue. Cyprus can have a future if we reunify the island. Otherwise, uh, we will be exposed to a thousand dangers as an island and Cyprus while it is destined to be a bridge for peace and the paragon of stability in the area uh, its own division will not help achieve this role this is recognized by uh, the people who are in power in the United States we hope it's recognized in Europe and as far as we are concerned as Cypriots as members of the European family and as members of the Western family, we'll continue working uh, because we have this ambition for our island. So thank thank you very much.
0: Mr. Mayor, thank you very much for that excellent presentation. I imagine there'll be questions. I know there'll be questions from me. Um, It seems to me that uh, reunification, as desirable as it is, uh, has to take into account uh, Turkey. Um, And the Turkish regime these days is um, increasingly problematic. So, m- my question is: uh, What does reunification look like um, with Turkey in its current political direction? What does that mean for for we, Cyprus? We play.
1: Well, maybe a little longer? We of course, I could uh, reply in two words, uh, but I would not. Uh, words, that uh, better the devil uh, you know than the devil uh, you don't know. But I will not uh, give this very brief reply. Uh, nobody denies that uh, in Turkey we have a very autocratic government and uh, a ruler of Turkey who is a disappointment to those friends who supported him. And those friends who were the first uh, to visit him. Of course, we cannot um, really try, it's not easy to understand uh, what's happening in a place like Turkey, in terms uh, of what we know as Western democracy. Uh, After all, what happened in Turkey we see that uh, Mr. Erdogan took uh, almost 50% of the vote. So what for us, and it is not democratic and autocratic, uh, in Turkey, in some parts of the world, there's a different uh, approach. Uh, There are states that, uh, I'm being very frank with you, that are encouraging uh, terrorism, but who are our friends because we have, uh, I'm talking when I say we are friends, friends of the West. Uh, They are friends uh, who are involved with Sunni, Shiite Muslims, you never know what's going to happen. Who was supporting ISIS, that now is a very big problem in Iraq? And who who is our enemy now? So these are difficult questions. Uh, The the thing of the reunification of Cyprus, our hope is that uh, Mr. Erdogan, uh, May realize that uh, allowing the reunification of Cyprus, uh, that will uh, definitely uh, uh, in- enhance his position uh, in the Western family and create conditions of stability, and help Turkey itself to reintegrate uh, in, uh, the, uh, in-, in the in the affairs that were happening before. Uh, after, uh, I suppose, a failed policy of uh, a, new et- a new Ottoman Empire. Uh, we hope that uh, this will be his approach, and uh, I hope that the United States and Europe will be firm on this condition. So we we look at this, uh, at the unification in these terms, but uh, I would uh, also put, like to put one question. Uh, what, is, what is the alternative? Because if we accept, uh, and if we say that Mr. Erdogan is uh, the man that we all see and uh, know what he's doing, putting in prison many journalists uh, and uh, the way he's uh, facing uh, his own public and the protesting in his country and a lot of other things. Uh, Shall we say that uh, the people who follow uh, in power Mr. Erdogan will be better as regards the Cyprus issue and as regards the relations with the West, we have invested a lot of hopes in the Arab, uh, in the Arab Spring. We see what's happening. Therefore, <laughs> what I say is uh, whatever happens in Turkey, it will be a good thing uh, for the reunification of Cyprus and this alliance to be built. And somehow Turkey get into the picture through the roots of oil to the West. I know there may be alternatives, but... Uh, If we look at the positive side, and definitely we suffer from the Turkish invasion, and we are the first to say that the Cyprus issue uh, is a matter of, is not a question of two communities, which artificially started after some promises we got from France abroad, uh, that we should start on the way of negotiations that would help the solution, that was the opposite. So the Cyprus issue is a question of the rule of law, International invasion, occupation, invasion, people may say that was intervention, occupation, violation of human rights, etc. And what's the result after 40 years? So, what we like to see and try to see positively is that the Cyprus issue and the solution to the Cyprus issue will be a contribution to peace in the area uh, and a change for the better in the relations uh, of countries that can help and that can play an important role towards peace. So, we like to see it this way rather than in a way of confrontation. Uh, we are a very small country to play a big role in any confrontation. Uh, we have to realize that. So, let us hope that a peaceful settlement of the Cyprus issue uh, will herald uh, a better situation and stability in the Middle East and the war against terrorism. This is how Mr. Chairman would like to ask you a question. And if I did not answer it, uh, please ask me another question, to, uh, not to evade the question. But I started saying that Erdogan, he is the man. Uh, we know what he, what he's doing, how he's behaving. Uh, but what is the alternative for the present after 40 years? I, I, I don't have so much hope that Mr. Erdogan will see the light. But we have to try. Because after 50 and 60 years, uh, we will be running memories. And uh, Famagusta may not be a municipality li- like to think we are, uh who would be you know a club of veterans Mr. I, I, uh,
0: I let's uh, uh in, i'm not going to conduct this dialogue by myself, so let's throw the questions uh the floor open to questions and uh or questions from the floor and uh if you would be so good as to identify yourself um, and ask the question when we will bring a microphone to you, right? Right.
2: Nick. Nicholas Ragakis, President of the American Clinic Institute. Uh, thank you, Mr. Cropsley, and thank you, Mr. Mayor, for uh, being here in Washington. I know you had a tremendous visit here this week, meeting members in the government, State Department on Capitol Hill, pressing this message, which is very important. <coughs> As we stand here 40 years later, a NATO army continues to occupy a sovereign country called the Republic of Cyprus, which happens to be also in the European Union. So you have a NATO army occupying a member of the European Union, and just on the face itself, it's, it's ridiculous, and the whole Western world and, and the free world should be up in arms about it. Notwithstanding that, of course, and the recent uh, interest by the Vice President of the United States uh, on visiting Cyprus and some of the comments that he has shared privately with some members of our community and his uh, interest in this, uh, and regarding Famagusta itself, uh, where you're looking for the United States to come in and to conduct the surveys and so forth, there are still two other elements at play here, and I was wondering if you can please tell us what you're pursuing and, and what they're telling you regarding uh, Famagusta. And that is, this would be under U.N. auspices, as I understand it. So what, would the U- what is the U.N. saying regarding this? What is Baki Moon saying regarding this? Where is the pressure coming from the U.N. regarding uh, Famagusta? And what is that organization called the European Union which Turkey continues to violate, okay, its Ankara Protocol, but yet has been, you know, agreed for negotiations to the European Union, even though they've been frozen. They did violate the Ankara Protocol. And I'd like to hear more from what the European Union is doing regarding uh, trying to create uh, a better uh, environment uh, for the Famagusta issue.
1: Thank you, Mr. Largaris. Uh Let me f- say first and very clearly uh, for us, the big objective and this is what we will fight on and on and on before the return of any Famagusta is the withdrawal of the Turkish troops from the island of Cyprus from any part of the world particularly a European country and if we look at Famagusta we look at that's a way to start a process that we will get to that the second thing no guarantees from anybody. Cyprus does not need any guarantees. No European country should have needed guarantor powers. The third thing, terminate any settlements, any legal settlement and the status of illegal immigration, the demographic changes that are killing any process after 40 years. And if we try to get a solution is because after 50 years, I don't know, maybe it's also irreversible even now. But after 50 years, we will not deal with uh, Turkish Cypriots. And we have other problems. So we try to stop the rot, what is happening. First thing. Second thing, United Nations. United Nations is a very useful institution. It has succeeded the League of Nations. We know what happened to the League of Nations. United Nations... You know the vetoes, you know how they work, you know that the decisions are important, but there is a difficulty in implementing decisions. you like me to mention examples? I would not, because I may touch sensitivities. Same goes for the Security Council, and the vetoes that can be used in the Security Council to do nothing about it. So United Nations, uh, maybe temporarily, they stopped, any further uh, bloodshed in Cyprus with their presence. But their presence also, I I don't say they have the division, but they send the message of division. The United Nations by themselves, they cannot solve the Cyprus issue. And Turkey cannot obey, accept United Nations resolutions in the world we live. Only countries that can influence and can put pressure on Turkey, and they can link their own interests with the interests of Turkey. And there is an overall, uh, uh, alliance of interests can put the pressure on Turkey to withdraw from Cyprus. And this is where we look to the United States. We should have looked to Europe. But uh, Europe is suffering from its own problems. Its own, let's say, dilemmas. Its own policy. Whether uh, they should adopt policies I'm against them that made the Weimar Republic and are making the southern Europe today or whether I should look at the European project in the mentality of a Marshall Plan to allow Europe to get together and uh, achieve the objective that we all had as Europeans of a United States of Europe, which is not succeeding, because some people, including people in Germany, I say it very clearly, uh, they don't look at it in in a big way uh, with a vision, with a foreign policy that Europe should exercise, not only in Cyprus, in the whole area, but they look at it on the basis of economic, narrow economic interests. And this is why we see the situation as it is in Europe. So again, in Europe, I don't say like the United Nations, but they cannot implement their decisions. And of course, Turkey is not so dependent on Europe as we think, because in Turkey they realize that they cannot join the European Union. and There is strong objection for reasons, we all understand, Turkey to join the European Union. And Turkey has used European Union, Mr. Erdogan, in order to achieve his own reforms and uh, face the problem with the military. So they know that and they follow their own, pol- their own policy. We don't know now, with the situation as it develops, which is not so favorable for Turkey in the area, where they will turn against Europe for a privileged uh, relationship. But of course, Europe should have taken its full responsibilities on the Cyprus issue. They haven't. And uh, the position of the Turkish side, uh, when we demanded, we asked for European observer, uh, European Union to play a role in the talks that they have started, the reply we got from uh, the Commission and the European rulers is, uh, you know, we'll do it if uh, both the two sides accept it. It's wrong, because they, there is only one government in Cyprus. They organize only one territory in Cyprus. I would say the big majority of the Turkish Cypriots, they have European passports, Uh, big funds every year. They reach uh, the northern part of Cyprus from Europe. But they accept because they don't want to get involved. This kind of argument is a silly argument that, uh, you know, uh, we don't recognize Europe. If the other part of the island they don't recognize Europe why do they, uh, they have a European passports? So you see, we live in a world of uh, you know, big things, uh, big beliefs, uh, idealism. But what's ha- happening in reality uh, is hypocrisy. The one country that can really play a role with Turkey, uh, today as things stand, is the United States. And we like it or not, I don't want to minimize the importance of other countries in the world. But the United States has leverage. And if the United States get involved, we think that eventually Europe can get involved. So we have to welcome the involvement of the United States and we have to insist that uh, what the United States are do, trying to do and help on Famagusta must continue because it's a way to go ahead. And another thing i like to say for everybody to hear. We are in such a bad position in Cyprus and do you all believe, and we know what we are, and we don't have a problem of identity, it's high time to stop giving each other uh, credentials of patriotism. The one goal we have, and only, is the end of the Turkish occupation of Cyprus. If we have to go through hell, we go through hell to achieve it.
3: Thank you, Mr. Thank you, Mr. Krabsi. My name is Anthony Livenio. I'm uh, living in Frankfurt, Germany, with Energy Stream Company, an oil and gas advisory firm. Mayor Galanos, thank you very much for your presentation. I did not hear anything about natural gas, and natural gas is the elephant right now sitting in the room. It's a game changer in many of us that we work on the natural gas industry. How do you see natural gas achieving stability in the region, in a highly unstable region? How do you see the emerging relationship between Israel, the most important ally of the United States, to end with Cyprus, this new emerging strategic partnership that the two countries are developing affect the the stability in the region and the solution to the Cyprus problem? How do you see natural gas playing a role, what is your vision, how your country can become more prosperous, more stable, by really exploring and developing
1: natural gas? Thank you. Thank you very much for this question. I touched on the subject, but of course I was talking about Famagusta, so I didn't want to enlarge on the question of natural gas, and uh, the, I thought that uh, Mr. Lakodribis, our Minister of Commerce who visited the United States, and Minister of Energy talked about it, but First thing i like to say, I don't want to count my chicken before having it. Second thing you mentioned, the elephant. Agreed, but not to have an elephant in a tea shop. Uh, so what I want to say is that natural gas uh, and all things that have to do with energy can be not only a blessing, but can also be a curse. We have to be very careful about it. We have found natural gas. But uh, we only had one hole. We want to see what's happening. And it will take a few years for natural gas to develop. Uh, we don't know what the price is going to be. I don't want to understand the case of uh, natural gas, but uh, I don't want also to overstate it. We cannot rely, we cannot depend on our future, on whether and uh, what, is, uh, what we can get from natural gas. And I would say what you can get from natural gas must go to the future gener- generations. And we have a very important example, that of Norway, and you have to do it like that. We cannot build our, all our hopes on natural gas. On the other hand, yes, I see the very importance, particularly after what's happening in Ukraine, what's happening in the world, the needs of Europe, the needs of Turkey, as regards consumption of oil and energy. I see how important Cyprus can become, and how important the alliance with Israel, and the the the, the, the neighboring plots we have in Lebanon and and Egypt. I see all this potential, but we cannot build a future of a country, uh, a political future of a country, a country that has a problem of foreign troops on the hope that natural gas will solve every problem. Because on the other hand, uh, I hope the United States will continue a firm policy protecting the oil companies that they're exploring natural gas and not allow Turkish threats, azure gas, uh, natural gas. But we have to take everything into consideration and uh, definitely we are brave, but no bravados. Uh, So it's important. It's important and we have to verify that. And I like to know what I talk about. Uh, I don't want to build false hopes about that. Uh, and another thing about natural gas and energy, Turkey can be a very important consumer. But also, I believe that for a lot of Western countries, the roots and the pipes may be more important than natural gas itself. So we have to see them together. And if uh, they are... Uh, identity of interest. We are ready to see it, provided uh, people put aside uh, illogical ambitions, uh, and uh, nationalism, and hatreds, and look to the future, and the future generations, and not live in the past. By living in the past, we will not get a future.
2: Hi, my name is Bahri Ali Rizom, president for Polytrade International Corp, and I'm also the president for Northern Cyprus Cultural Society. Uh, my uh, question, the, the last president, Northern Cyprus Cultural Society. Right. My uh, question to you, sir, is uh, if you can uh, explain a little bit about what the Akritas plan is, uh, about the extermination of the Turkish population, uh, Turkish Cypriot population on the island and how it led to the the Turkish troops to come to the island. And when the president of Cyprus, Makarios, went to the United Nations and pleaded for help because Greeks were actually killing Greeks, if you could uh, explain that. Thank you.
1: Yes, uh, I'm I'm not here to start, uh, you know, the usual polemics uh, and uh, put on an equal footing. The troubles, uh, they were inside Cyprus with the, you say intervention, I say invasion. We are allowed to differ, and I beg to differ, of the Turkish army. And I don't want to talk about missing people and what happened over there and the displacement. I don't want to do that. But I want to say that whatever happened, why do they continue uh, for 40 years having these troops? Uh, do you see any bloodshed uh, in Cyprus or any possibility uh, that there will be a war in Cyprus uh, between uh, uh, Greek Cypriots and Turkish Cypriots? Only the other day, we signed, we signed an agreement with the Turkish Cypriots mayor. And I uh, recognize, although I would say uh, he's a mayor of an illegal regime, I recognize that he's a mayor as per the 1960 Constitution for the return of Famagusta, as per United Nations Resolutions, the opening of the, the port. And the European rules, and the restoring of the town. So I don't see any reason for me having uh, Turkish troops in the island to start with, and I don't see any reason for having settlers in the island, and I visited, and I have seen the blocks of buildings uh, for the settlers. I don't see any reason for that. Um, we don't have to fight a war, Turkey and Greece, uh, and Greek Cypriots against Turkish Cypriots. Uh, there are more important issues as regards economy, the future of our children. We have to end all this, what happened, and who happened, and who is to blame, and whatever it is. We have United Nations resolutions, we have European Union resolutions, we have all these things. Let's leave them be beyond us, and let's look whether we can achieve uh, things for the future. Otherwise, we live in the past. So I have to explain. I don't have to explain. You have your interpretation, I have mine. Uh, everybody can understand that. Are we going to discuss for another 50 years who is doing to what to whom? Or what do we will do together? Is Turkey going to join the European family and uh, be there? Or are we going to play games in that area? Uh, And at the same time, the only people who gain are the terrorists, who do not belong in in these nations anyway, my friend.
4: So it's say I'm a naval veteran, and uh, part of this discussion is about maritime, American maritime power. Much of our fighting men in the navy are black. Um, the civil rights here is uh, 50 years old, roughly, um, and that brings my question. Because as I listen to you, what I was trying to grapple with is the identification of a cypriot, and um, how do you identify a cypriot? Are you guys? White, black, Jewish, Greek, Hispanic, Iberian, Christian, Jew. Um, I hear white, I I hear um, Cypriots, and then I hear Turkish Cypriots. And as I listen to you, the question that ebbed in my mind is, if you get reunification, what happens to the Turkish Cypriots? And how do you justify non-intervention slash non-invasion if the Turkish Cypriots do not have a podium of strength from which to protect their rights? That's my question.
1: How do you identify United States? A potboiler. We are Cypriots of Greek descent, and I'm very happy... I'm very proud for my Greek descent, and my name is Alexandros, Alexander, and I'm not great, but I'm happy for my name. And my wife is Alexandra, and I have a son who is Alexandros. So I identify myself <laughs> <laughs> with the history. And the same goes with the Cypriot of Turkish descent. They're Cypriots. So I think the culture and the tradition And the roots, whatever you want to say about our roots. Everybody has his own roots. And uh, the roots is what you believe. We make believe, let's make believe. The thing is to believe in the roots, whatever it is. The same goes for Turkey, Cyprus, and whoever is there. And this made the United States. And this is why we agreed to a federation in Cyprus. And this is the example. So let's stay on that. And uh, I'm a great believer. Uh, he fought wars. He made a lot of mistakes. But I'm a great believer in Eleftherios Venizelos, who made peace with Kemal after fighting a war. I believe that people uh, should live together. If we look in the universe, we are in a little spot like that. And we continue all these fights. Uh, we are giving a very bad legacy to our children. Uh, I would like to, for uh, my children not to grow up with the same prejudices and hatreds we had. So let's leave this question of who is what. Is what we believe in and what we, if I, we, and what we fight for. And to fight for a reunified European Cyprus. I'm a personal
5: scientist. Uh, shall I repeat that? Could you please? I'm Herschel Shanks, the editor of Biblical Archeology span Review. And as I naively listen to the discussion uh, here and, and uh, other discussions, it seems to me uh, maybe naive, but the, the idea of unifying Cyprus uh, seems to be uh, in the clouds. So um, that, that's the basis of my question. And I'd like to ask you to uh, give us a little update on what I call the unity of Cyprus on the ground. I think over the years, there has been much uh, much more openness between North and South, and there's uh, the economic interchange has uh, improved. And the, you can go back and forth more easily. And uh, I, I just wonder if we put the legalities aside, uh, what is the situation? Can can we develop a kind of unity uh, or uh, an openness on the ground? Is that more realistic uh, than an attempt to unify it legally? Uh,
1: I take it as a biblical question. Uh, no, no. That 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 that, that, the, that the unity of Cyprus is in the in the clouds uh, is biblical. <laughs> why why not? Uh, why not the people not the, the people uh, the people of they, Cyprus uh, was never divided. Uh, what happened last last 40 years? Why not? Uh, what is? Uh, it's a small island. Uh, why not have, have the legality? Uh, and uh, of course human rights and all this protection comes out of legality. But the Turkish Cypriots also would like to be belong to a legal entity. I would li- I, I believe that the majority of the Turkish Cypriots want legality, want the state. They, do they want, let's say, all their life to live under the shadow of Turkey? And uh, I will mention one thing to you. Uh, all right, one thing may not be appear after 40 years it uh, appears as a, st- a difficult proposition, and nobody would say it's an easy proposition. But what is the alternative? Do you think that things will continue uh, in the present status quo? That there, there will be a recognized state and uh, another, let's say, entity without recognition, the recognition of Turkey, and with settlers coming all day, all the time, the Turkey is Cypriot living, no. That part of Cyprus will be absorbed by Turkey. And I, there is a great possibility. Uh, I like to believe there is a greater possibility that we are with mutual concessions. We achieve this reunification. And uh, I think this reunification will keep both the two sides more honest. I don't want to analyze it. Uh, but uh, I think it's, uh, there, there is a possibility. Uh, we are not far away. I mean, on the constitutional issue, things are closed. Once uh, we have accepted the future existence of a uh, bi-regional regional federation, and uh, we know what federation means. We know what and uh, where the residual powers can go and what the central government can do. We know about how the legislature will operate, and we have examples of that. So we have some problems there. Uh, which are also problems of international law. Uh, it's a problem of troops. No, uh, I don't think that's in the cloud to ask for troops to withdraw. Sometimes it's a mistake that they withdraw. They may think of going back. I, don't me- I will not mention an example. <laughs> uh, the question of settlements. No, we're changing demography. So what are the difficult things? difficult things, yes, is uh, what areas will be in each state? That will be negotiated. Uh, There are some outlines on that. And the number of refugees that they would like to go back. And the fact that each separate province, not to use the word state, uh, will have the majorities. These are things that can be done. Uh, The property issue is a difficult one. But there is also international law on the property issue. So I think that uh, I I see your point that there are some difficulties, but If we did not have a chance, why should we negotiate after 40 years? Why should they negotiate? Uh, Why should we care to get involved? Uh, Do we play a blame game for whom? Are we getting more prosperous with the situation as it is? No. Cyprus is uh, dependent on the European aid as things happened, which were very, our side, which were very unfair in our opinion. Turkey and Cyprus are dependent on Turkey. Cyprus, as mentioned before, can be very prosperous. You will find oil, which be, will be used for both the two communities, once we have a solution. So I don't think it's difficult. It's difficult, but I think that uh, with the involvement of France to assist us, it can happen. Europe got reunified. United States went through a civil war. Other countries were reunified. Uh, we have seen what happened in Yugoslavia. So uh, I agree with you on one thing. We are close to make or break. I think for the benefit of both the two communities, and that's why we are here, it's make. If not, we have wasted 40 years. I have wasted.
0: I'm afraid that we have, well, we have
1: more They to lay this, uh, You must not uh, yes. refuse to put it together.
6: Good afternoon, Mr. Mayor. Thank you for being here. My name is Alexia Chambers. I work with the Diplomatic Courier, and I was actually a student on the Ahi foreign policy trip. So I was able to visit Famagusta. It was a really incredible experience for me. Um, I'm just wondering, with the accelerated process of reunification now with the discovery of natural gas. I wonder do you think this um, increased involvement, I guess you could say of the United States and other nations to resolve the reunification issue um, might put together kind of a slapstick or hurried resolution in in the interest of making the space available once the natural gas is available to kind of say, okay, we're ready to hit the ground running. Do you think maybe we're putting uh, Cyprus um, on will the Republic of Cyprus and really all parties involved in a foreign policy straitjacket by putting together a hurried resolution?
1: I have to um, make an admission. You asked the question very quickly, and I'm a little deaf. (laughs) So if you can just in two words, really.
6: (laughs) I apologize. (laughs) The process has been accelerated lately because of the discovery of natural gas, and I wonder, because of that, I- acceleration. Do you think maybe we're putting together a plan that's a little bit hurried that could put Cyprus in a foreign policy straitjacket uh, later on down the line?
1: Well, a very simple answer is that um, we are in a hurry. Thanks to natu- if it's thanks to natural gas that we're in a hurry, we are in a hurry because generations oh, they leave us, uh, the younger generations. Uh, Uh, They may not have have the memories of unity and what could happen. So it's high time to put a little haste. Otherwise, uh, i tell you something. The people who gain more, present people, of course, not not included, are people who made a profession out of the Cyprus issue. Professional politicians, professional people, there are not many, but some. Uh, we, we don't want to see the issue as a profession to continue discussing about the Cyprus issue. Happy people are the people who have no who have no story, no history, story. So this story of the continuous division of the island and, uh, you know, the accusations and what's happening all the time and uh, having... I would like to come here to the Hudson Institute next time and talk about uh, the benefits of oil uh, and talk about international problems and not Cyprus. We have been talking too much. So, yes, there is some haste on that. This doesn't mean that we will accept anything out of haste or out of the economic situation in Cyprus as it is today. No. Those people who think that this will no. But the sense of haste, yes, we must have a, haste of haste, a sense of haste because time is running out. Uh, time is working against. Uh, I agree with you on this, my friend. Time is working against. Uh, reunifying Cyprus. Time is working against what is good but we, we like all, in all our life to be in the power of good, not in the power of evil which is division of an island and continue this kind of uh, uh, confrontation. Uh, Cyprus is not there to have a confrontation uh, among its people. Cyprus is there to be a bridge for the confrontation of others. This should be the role of Cyprus.
0: I'd like to thank you very much for uh, coming here this afternoon, your excellent remarks, uh, and uh, also to you in the audience for your thoughtful questions and uh, good listening. And I'd also like to express my hopes for uh, the growth and flourishing of democracy and security um, on this most strategically located island in the Mediterranean. Thank you very much. Look forward to seeing you again at another Hudson event.
1: Thank you.